When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode number 102 of the Bitterhead Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan here this week. Today we're joined by Jerry Connor. Jerry, how's things? Yeah, guys, Ronan. Cheers. Donald Kelly, how's things? How are you, Ronan? Thank you. And Shane McGoodrick, how are you? It's bad, Ronan. All good, thanks. So this week we look back on Friday night's 2-1 defeat to Derry. We will also look back on the 2-1 victory over Celtic B at the showgrounds. We will give away two cases from the game against Derry. And also, we will look ahead to a very important game coming up on Saturday at home to Liam Buckley and Cork City at the showgrounds. So, lads, we'll go back to Friday, last Friday, against Derry at the Brandywell. Jerry, start for yourself. Um, for all the all, all the hard work done and was undone with a, a last-minute penalty. Yeah, not even last minute. 95th, wasn't it, I think? 95th minute. So you couldn't really get any later than that. It's practically the last kick of the game. Um, it feels like I know it was only Friday. Today's Wednesday. It feels like a long time since then. Um, but yeah, look, it's. Uh, I thought we played really, really well uh, up to about maybe twenty minutes from the end, and then, you know, I think probably the two benches really won it and lost it for either team. Uh, Bulger came off for us and we lost a little bit of momentum in the field and a little bit of protection they brought on the likes uh, um, the two McElhenney's the two different Kavanaugh's patching um, whereas we had like you know um, teenagers um, when I say amateurs I, I mean that as in the true sense of the word on our bench like you know lads that were 16, 17, 18 and and I was talking to someone actually who was telling me that the weekly wage of the lads that were on the, the Derry City bench was £20,000 combined per week, which is about €23,000. Uh, and we, I think, you know, four lads, four or five lads on our bench aren't getting a penny. So that just shows you the gulf um, in terms of squad. And for me, that's the difference. You know, whatever about the penalty is just we started getting tired. They were able to change it, you know, like for like, whereas possibly we weren't really able to do that. And that's 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 the reality. That's that's it. And Magoo, the first half, I suppose to go back to that point, I suppose, for the first 60, 65 minutes, but there was encouraging signs in the first half. Yeah, I thought we were really well, really uh, aggressive right from the start, under phone foot, high press. Uh I think Dari didn't like it. We turned it over numerous times, I think. In their half, um, you know, we found ourselves uh, when we did turn it over with ball in good areas, uh, or a good situation. We could have made that we didn't really take advantage of them. Um, we had no cutting edge at all up there, but but still the work rate and desire and 
game plan was very good, I thought, first half. Um, as Jerry said, you know, 25 minutes to go, Bodger uh, coming off with the big I think also Lafferty going off was a huge one because yeah. it meant Will going to left back and I it left us very uh, short up front then. There was no threat at all up front once once Will was gone. Um, because he was the only one he, he, carrying the ball, obviously. He'll, he'll carry it, he'll commit defenders. He'll... Um, he went run into the space and behind and stuff. And, and once that was gone, that threat and Budge were going off, you could see Derry move 10 or 15 yards up the pitch. And because they knew well we had no threat. And they were just camped in our half then. And you just knew it was coming. Like, even though it was never a penalty, you knew it was coming. And they probably, with that 20 minutes, probably deserved to get something with the, the seeds delayed to our goal. Like, so, um, that, as Jerry said, that's the difference. The bench, like, we, we had nothing to bring on to to get us back up the pitch to try and cause them some problems and give them something to think about. And ultimately that's that's what done it for us, really. And and all the good work and and, and energy and effort and everything is just counts for nothing like and it's not a kick in the guts, really, isn't it? Absolutely. And I suppose you can go back to well the goal was a highlight really. Um Jerry and Danny Lafferty, you know, the full of Talk. I was kind of reading through a few dirty, dirty comments after the game. They weren't happy with uh, with Danny Lafferty. And what did you call him? Danny Lafferty. Sorry, what? Oh, I know. I thought you said dirty with a c word. Oh no, not me anyway. Thinking next Tuesday. Um, they like they weren't happy with his his well his celebration, but he uh, it was a great finish. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm not really sure about his celebration because I was celebrating myself. But um, ah, yeah. Look, I think they were kind of giving him helters all game and giving him stick and blah blah blah. Don't really see the the point of that. Like you know, look, he left Gary uh, Derry, Derry on a uh, on on good terms, and uh, you know he wanted he wants to get playing time. And for a lot of his age, um, you know what what do you expect? Like, uh, plus as well, look, they can sign any player they want. So yeah. I think you kind of have to take your hat off to him, regardless of what you think of him. But anyways, um, yeah, in terms of the goal, really, really good. Great strike. And it's great to see him so high up the pitch and like committing players forward, um, which is great to see. I think that's like his his second goal of the season. Um, so, yeah, well, he's probably your second top scorer now. I think I think in the build-up too, uh, I think Morahan needs to give a shout-out. He's done very well to... Get out of a tight space, a little drag back in between two lads, and then spotted the run. <clears throat> Acres are, Acres, in fairness to Lafferty, too, he's seen this. Acres the room over there, like, and he drove into the space, and and Nile found him, like. But that that was, that was on the the whole yeah. first half. That uh, ball and that space over there was on every single time. They could, for whatever reason, Derry were leaving that channel. That side of the pitch open the whole time. Um, like Lafferty had one. I think not long before that, did he really come on to one? And yeah. uh, he put, he had a wild swing at it and then he went out for a throw. But like that was there every single time for us. Um, You'd have, probably have to question the goalkeeper a little bit as well. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. Caught, caught on his on the, on the his near post. Like, um, I Personally, I think your man Maher is way, way overrated. Um, I know he's decent with his feet and that. And he play, kind of plays high. But, 
I don't know. I don't think he's apart from that. I don't think he's a great shot stopper. Not very commanding in the box. He's quite small for a goalkeeper, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be a big fan of him. But um, fair use again, though, for that for you getting that high up the pitch, Niall, for you know playing the ball through. And as you said, Magoo, there, you know, it was quite. You could see like that that space was there to. And I suppose that was part of our game plan too, was to, you know, commit bodies uh, forward at the right time and not going ho but when the space was there was to, to try and get into it and make a counter. And in fairness, he did. I mean, as you said as well, he had one or two other shots or attempts. So, yeah, look, game plan was going really, really well. Um, couldn't fault. We nearly got away with it, like, you know, and worked so, so hard. And it's just, you know, I, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but to... To the penalty, you know, you mentioned it there, Miguel, like, like that's not a that's not a penalty. It's it's nearly I don't know why. Like in the ninety fifth minute, you've already given a penalty. It's very very rarely you would see anything like that. I know Nando probably um, probably should have put Cavan out over the line when they're outside the box, um, and because he he looked ragged at that stage, and your man was turning him. But I thought that Nando kind of got his body back in ahead of Kavanagh and Kavanagh kicked the back of his leg and went down and you know our friend Mr Doyle straight away pointed to the spot again it was just such a kick in the stomach like you know very very difficult to take that yeah no it was never a penalty but as you said Jerry like he, he should have he, he found himself going out to meet the ball I don't know where Will was gone but he kind of found himself in the left back position yeah and he should have known he should have known right there and then like we're in injury time here now and I'm out here in the left back position like we're obviously out of shape there's obviously something wrong I cannot let this man like once you start letting him into the box and start having to challenge in the box you're asking for trouble you yeah. should be just thinking to yourself I follow him here 10 yards inside the halfway line and we'll take like a free kick from that distance we'll take that we'll defend that and we'll get down the road with the point yeah. that's the that last, should have been the first thing that, they that, played. yeah that's the last play of the game you know exactly yeah. He's on a yellow card. He's, if he does that, Magoo, he's on a yellow card. He's risking a red. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, thanks, Donald, for chirping in with that. That's no matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, he can't. He can't. What, what's he supposed to do? Like, he defended. He defended properly. He was actually fouled in the box. And for, for Neil Doyle, the the, the, the the man that can see things that aren't there, he's, he's like uh, he's like some kind of... Um, What's called those people that that see dead people? Do you know, like uh, Bruce you know, No, yeah, clairvoyant. That's the word. He's like some kind of clairvoyant. Yeah, he's like sees ghosts and all kinds of things in the box. But like in the in, at that stage of the game, he sees a foul that's not there, and he gives a penalty kick that he should never have given. We should be down the road with with the point and do uh, for for all the, the hard work that the fellas put in. But. Uh, Again, bad referee. That's why you shouldn't you shouldn't be leaving to that chance. Like to get, let, you shouldn't be allowing him into the box. No way well, well, the box. But he won the ball back cleanly in the box. Like he, if he, I guarantee him go. If he fouled him outside the box, he's getting a second yellow on. He was gone, hundred percent, hundred percent. He was. But he probably. Won. Like I, I totally, I totally understand what he did. You can't blame him for it. He defended it. So like he, why is he penalised for doing his job and doing no fouling the player? Like it's, it, it, you can't you can't ration it there's there's no rationalizing rationalizing what he done or because what, everything he done to me was perfect he he, he mitigated the, the risk of giving a yellow card uh, against himself and he defended the ball 
He, he actually won a foul himself in the box. And then, for some bizarre reason, unbeknownst to anybody else in the whole stadium, uh, Barney Doyle, um, he gave a penalty kick and screwed us. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's not 100% it wasn't a penalty. Like, he did, he done brilliantly in the box to, to win the ball back and shield it. But my point is, yeah. like, you're leaving us a chance with these referees, like, going into the box. At that, yeah, you know well, what I mean? Especially away from yeah. home. They're mad to give anything to the, to the big teams. So, for me, I would have just, I would have found, if you backed into him, you're not getting a yellow card. If you back into him on the, on the half a line and he falls over, you're not getting a yellow card. And you stand over the ball, don't let him take it quickly, and everybody in the box is set up. But look, when you're in the game, it's a different mindset. You know, you can't see it, you see it when you're when you're watching it back in a replay. Neil Doyle uh, ruined my kebab in Bally Buffet on the way home. It was fucking raging. Couldn't enjoy me good kebab. Jesus, <laughs> you didn't give that impression of Bally Buffet, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for a minute, they didn't enjoy his kebab. You didn't leave much behind you anyway. I had a bit of yours. What was in it? In, in, in Bay Buffet, what was it? Cabbage and stones. Cabbage and stones, yeah. <laughs> bit of uh, coddle. <laughs> but there wasn't much left in anyone by the time Jerry was finished, I'll tell you that. It was almost as good as your burgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Donnie's burgers. Donnie's burgers. And as you mentioned, Brian Maher, and I suppose we can kind of touch on our own keeper, Luke McNicholas Donald. I suppose he's had his he's had his doubters, he's had his his critics, but he certainly uh, put in a a good old ah, he, he was he was excellent, Roland. He was man of the match performance, and like I know, I won the be uh, I have been critical of Luke, but like like he put off one great save just. Before half time, there's a dip in shot, and he just tipped it over the bar. Fantastic save. Um, and I mean, like that in itself, you think going in half time that, you know, we were in great shape. But, um, and he pulled off several great saves in the, in the second half, penalty save, and the the, the follow up, which is it's actually something that, that I noticed earlier on in the season as well. Someone else had a penalty against us. I think he saved, did he save another penalty earlier on in the season? Dundalk away. Could have been, and we didn't follow up on it. That's what it was. You're 100 percent right. Don't talk away. Uh, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. Our our defense was asleep, and they got the they got the rebound and and scored from the rebound. Uh, but he he saved the rebound. Uh, another fantastic save. Uh, and to be beaten uh, again. He, even for the for the second penalty, he actually guessed the right way as well. He nearly he nearly stopped that as well. So, like, he really deserved something out of that game. It was a great performance, from Luke. Yeah, go play. Just on Luke, just touching on Luke, the, the, the thing for me that impressed me most was, um, like we've seen him make great saves before and so that, was the last 20 minutes when we were under siege, coming for crosses, like catching balls, yeah, uh, coming out into crowds and fisting balls away and stuff that we haven't seen really before from him when we're under pressure like that. And I thought that was uh, big from his own development point of view, like, and, and for us moving forward, uh, I thought that was like as easy his best game for us, I think. Uh, it's just a pity he had to be on the losing side as the Donald side. I said one lad that made his debut on last Friday was Connor Campbell, Jerry, another another player looks like coming through the ranks as well. It's great to see. Look, in fairness, we're consistently bringing players through, so uh, Connor's the the next in line. Uh, I think he's from Donegal Town, if I'm not mistaken, McGill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he'd be, at the, he'd be at the club now quite a while so watched a bit of him through the 17s and 19s so yeah really good uh, pacey winger with good strength and that so yeah great to see and 
Uh, he played quite well as well against Celtic B there on Tuesday night too. So, yeah, great to see. Now it's time for your shout from the shed end. We requested them after last Friday's game against Derry on a WhatsApp voice note to 085-815-9767 and we can hear those now. How are things, lads? James here in Gerching. Sending my shout from the shed end. I've given myself a couple of days to relax and calm down a bit and just reflect on the result on Friday night in Derry. Um, Another disappointing result. Um, I thought... You know, I thought when we when we conceded the first penalty and uh, Luke McNicholas saved it, I thought this is our night now. We're we're bound to get something out of this game, but ah, just a sickening, sickening result. Um, I thought it was probably Luke McNicholas's best game for Rovers. Uh, I thought he played very very well. He thought he made some very good saves. Um, but two very very shite goals to concede and um, the first goal uh, is a shocking goal to concede um, I thought Brandon Falk should have done much better on the right and the two centre backs were just cut wide open um, and it was it was made very easy in the end for their first goal um, and then of course the second penalty look never a penalty um, but that's what you get with very substandard refereeing in the league, as per usual. It's not something we're not used to at this stage. But all the same, uh, I think Pineacker was very, very poor for that. Um, I, he didn't foul him. I don't think he fouled him. But um, to be beaten like that uh, in the box, like he got, he got rinsed realistically and you should never be given a, a referee and especially a shit referee like Neil Doyle the opportunity to um, to make a decision like he did uh, so yeah I thought look I thought we probably deserved a point and um, I thought we held on pretty well yeah look second half Derry peppered us um, and you know the likes of the differences in the bench Really, really showed in the second half, but still doesn't take away from the disappointment either. Like it's just, it's a bit of a sickening result. Um, I know every week is very important now, but Saturday night against Cork is massive. Um, every game is massive, but we can't can't afford to not get three points out of this game. Um, yeah, look, and we're still being held captive by Bogdan, so. We'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, extremely messy by all accounts. Not that we'll probably ever hear the full story, but um, yeah, that's not something you want going on at all either. And especially when he's on such good money, um, you know. But anyways, we'll see what comes of that. Hopefully, we make a, a signing or two now in this in the the summer in this this transfer window because I think pretty pretty much. All the teams around us have made so- signings. I think ourselves and Shams might only be the, o- the only two teams that haven't made signings. Um, so I know money is very tight, but look, it could be the saving of our season. I've seen we're linked with some Portuguese striker, but we'll have to wait and see what comes of that. But uh, 
anyways I'll leave you with that um, hopefully a big turnout on Tuesday night for the, the Celtic game and of course a big turnout on, fr- on Saturday as well against Cork um, hopefully see a good crowd for the, the fan appreciation night um, you deserve a good turnout for that but I'll be there lads anyways take it easy That's your shouts from the shed end. Don't forget and get them in after Saturday night's game at home to Cork City on a WhatsApp voice note to 085-815-9767 or on email to podcast at borst.ie. And lads, an add-on to, to the shouts, I suppose, this week we received a, a message from a listener who said that uh, we had a brilliant result against Bose. It is probably a false dawn. We need to put a run of results together to give the club any chance of surviving in the league. To go to the first division would be catastrophic and returning from it monumental. Good managers man-manage and players come and go, but Rovers will continue forever. Another round of new players for the coming season is not what we want, but it might be inevitable. We need more cohesion on the field, off the field. We have untapped potential. Do we not have an Everton connection for players, etc.? Discuss. There's a few questions in the, in there, isn't there? Yeah. Not just uh, the one question. Yeah. Um. Well, look, I'll pro- probably start off just with the Everton thing because I was involved in that uh, from, uh, from the start. So look, the thing, the crack with Everton is that they're in total disarray behind the scenes. I think everybody knows that, but the club is an absolute, absolute basket case. Um. So. Uh, up until about maybe two or three months ago, the clubs were in constant kind of communication. Over the last two to three months, a lot of people behind the scenes and board members and like that changed, so it's kind of died down again. But it's not gone completely. Um, it's just there's just so much turmoil at that club, and it's it, the whole thing kind of kicked off just before COVID. We had COVID, then we had everything on a bad, bad run. Places in a mess. Um, Various different coaches probably don't know enough about our club uh, or the League of Ireland to trust us with some of their better players. We were offered one of players in the past, but they were no better than what we would have had and probably would block the path of their own. It has to be the right player to, to come in. There's no point just taking players for the sake of it either. Like, um, That's where the Everton is. Um, I hope that's a some sort of explanation there. But yeah, look, hopefully communication will be kind of set back up again and, and take from there. But it definitely I that was part of the vision at the start was that we will get players that has worked out like that. And look, it doesn't work it's nothing to say that we oh, it's where either I'm sure uh, there is some sort of agreement that can be come to with with, with another club without you know, just for on a player and coaching level, really. So, and on the first division topic, lads. Look, uh, I don't think. Sorry, lads. <laughs> I don't think that you can um, look at the performance that put in the shift put in and the football that they played for an hour against Derry, and say that they lacked cohesion or you know, that they didn't they didn't play well. Uh, 
there was one really bad performance. Like there's no denying the UCD performance was 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 terrible. But having said that, I thought the performances, both performances since have been excellent. Like going going to Brandy well and uh, should have feel feeling uh, I suppose disappointed that you didn't take a point and being robbed. Feeling if you're robbed going down the road is is I suppose it speaks volumes about the performance up there. Um, I just think. I know Connor said it, I think, the last part as well. Like, John Russell is the man. And John Russell, this is the hardest thing. This this is like, John Russell will come through this. And uh, he will learn an awful lot from it. And um, just, you know, you just have to back the manager. Sometimes you just have to back the manager and believe in him and believe in him because I certainly do. Uh, I see the players, the way the players play for him, the way they respond to him. They, they obviously believe in him as well. We've just been very unbelievably unlucky uh, in terms of in- injuries. We haven't had things either, so there's an awful lot of things conspiring against us. The one thing you shouldn't do uh, when things are conspiring against you is to turn on each other. You have to back each other and uh, fight for each other, and we will come out the other side. I'm fully confident in that. We will come out the other side. But it's just getting the mentality right and, I suppose, getting the performances on the pitch which the lads are doing. And if they play like they did against Derry uh, for the rest of the season, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that we will be more than safe for the season. Um, as, uh, we should go on a great cup run as well. Um, so that's that's perspective on it. I suppose everybody feels the way you feel, though. Um, you know, talking to a few different people, there are, you know, I suppose different opinions out there that... Don't see it the way that you see it, and um, or we see it. Um, I'd be in agreement with you, but at the same time, too, you know, other people have a lot of valid points. Um, you know, uh, again, like we're not. Nobody expects us to be in a relegation battle, so I suppose there's question marks over that. Question marks over injuries. Question marks over the likes of Bogdan. You know. There's no point uh, ignoring the elephant in the room. Um, I know myself and McDo were talking about this there the other day, and you know I kind of referred to it there earlier on that um, you know we'd uh, of teenage lads on the bench, actually five, including uh, one of the goalkeepers. So you've got like teenage lads that are on amateur contracts coming on against Derry City when they've got 23,000 worth of players on a weekly wage sitting on the bench and we've got an Estonian uh, international sitting at home. We don't have the resources to um, you know to have that luxury sitting at home and you've got your thrown kids into the into the mix so um, something needs to be sorted out really at this stage you know is he staying is he going is he playing is he not um, like you'd like to think that you know all parties to get together and maybe hammer out whether he's staying or he's going because we're in a relegation battle and we can't afford to be carrying lads like this. It's just very very straight and uh, obviously we're dealing with a different type of character here. Um, lads probably got from what I hear he's got he's got past history in terms of dubious things, but. At the end of the day, he's our player at the moment, so we need to sort something out. With Bogdan, uh, again, you have to back the manager, in my opinion. You have to back the manager. Uh, like, 
bringing Bog, Bogdan back into the fold at this stage, it just totally undermines John and uh, that, assuming that that's, that's, that is what's happening, like obviously we're not privy to what goes on behind closed doors, so I'm just putting one and one together getting probably 11, but uh, like you have to back the manager in a situation like that and um, as you say, I hope we find a resolution before the transfer window closes whereby uh, um, whereby he he's a certainly I wouldn't have him around this. I know this is he said, and uh, I suppose the other thing is is the injuries. I agree with you, Jerry. Like as we we spoke about before, but we have been unbelievably unlucky with injuries, like losing two right backs in Brandywell. Like you couldn't write that, you couldn't you couldn't make that up. You know, in the one game, losing three players in a week on that surface, you couldn't make that up. You know, like we have really really unfortunate. And like in the face of adversity, like you, you have to find a way of coming through it. And like th- and that's the thing, like you can't and, and I know Sean would be big on this if, if he was on here today, it's, it's this kind of knee-jerk reaction in the sky sports uh uh, uh, uh fan base. Well, you know, it's 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 just total source media. People want a constant if if three bad results, oh get him give him the sack out the door. But at some stage, you you know what I mean. You can't like the most successful clubs. Are, look, look, we know we spoke about before. In fairness, are, are in fairness, Ronald, I think it was myself. In fairness, Ronald, I think it was myself. Don't know, I think it was myself that was saying that. Well, you, well, you were as well. That, yeah, but yeah, sorry, Jory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just trying to. Say, well, I'm not trying to like no, you know, know down anybody. It's just I suppose. Uh, and and yeah, of course we were totally unlucky with injuries and all that, but that's kind of a separate point really. In that it is interesting if we had if we didn't have those lads injured, they could be on the bench, but we won't have them until the kids are on the bench. Then you've got this guy sitting at home picking his arse, um, you know, doing nothing. And that's kind of you know, you wish the resolution would. Sound. And it's easier said than done, as you said. Um, yeah, I think if you bring him back, you probably are under, you are under a manager. At the same time, too, I suppose it's a delicate situation. You're dealing with a difficult person here. Um, and it's just unfortunate. It just seems to be kind of everything not going terribly well. But on the same point, too, like, you know, I wouldn't... Like, performances have improved. It's just, I suppose, our strength, strength and depth is just is, is, is killing us, really, you know, like, and that's kind of the point you're making too, I guess. Yeah. In a couple of weeks' time, right? We'll hopefully we'll have Gary back, we'll have Fenerty back, we'll have the uh, Reese uh, Hutchinson back. We're going to have a lot of players Sullivan. back. Yeah. Uh, Carol Sullivan back. Yeah. You they're know, all, like we're going to. They're all defenders, uh-huh. though. They're all defenders, though, Donald. Yeah, but but there's like they're defenders, but like I suppose there's there's two things, Magoo. Like obviously the biggest problem is that we've been leaking goals all season, so we do need defenders back, right? And the second thing then is, like, if you have Wilfred Sturge playing on the wing and his focus is solely on attacking football as opposed to kind of, you know, like a tournament between two stools, you know what I mean? Hopefully that'll free him up to kind of, you know, create more opportunities uh, for whoever's up front. You know, so look at I think that's where the issue from fans is coming with Bogdan, though, because he's a forward player. We're, we we need something on top. That's what we're yeah. missing. We're, we're Like I was saying before you came on, Dol, all the hard work and effort that we put in, uh, 
in the first half against Derry where we won the ball back, we were pressing up the pitch and won the ball back high up the pitch and found ourselves in great areas of the pitch, great situations, and we couldn't capitalise on any of them because we kept losing the ball. There was no combinations coming off. We just weren't picking the right ball and doing the right things. And as Jerry says, there's an Estonian international sitting at home. like, And I know you say I wouldn't have him around the place, but we're, we're led to believe he's not around the place. He's not around the place, but yet he's sitting at home with all that talent and all that money. Like, we're Sligo Rovers. We can't afford to be wasting that talent money. So something has to be done. Like, you can you can say we won't have him around the place and keep away from the place. That's grand. Like, are we going to keep away from the place for a year and a half? Well, that's look. That's true. That's true. I agree with you there. Like, I agree. A solution has to be found. Like, I agree with you there. Yeah. Like, you can't. You can't. I suppose you can't have a situation where where a fella's sitting at home and uh, getting a wage. But you know something? It's it speaks volumes about him. It speaks volumes about Bogdan and 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 hundred percent kind of person that he is. Being honest with you. And again, sometimes I suppose maybe things get personal here. So I I, I try not to. But like. You know, like any fellow that's willing to, to, to sit at home and draw a wage, it's it, I'd be embarrassed for them, being honest with you. That's that's all it's embarrassed for them. Certainly we're we're working class we're working class people in the, in the west coast of Ireland. That's that's not that's not the way we roll. So, you know, anyway, there you go. That's it, but that's that's kind of the point I was making too, in that you know, you're de- dealing with different characters, you're dealing with different mentalities different people that come from different backgrounds maybe maybe that isn't that you know like you're saying like we're working class which we are we put our hands in our pockets to pay for our players uh, we save up scrape and scrape and borrow and just whatever we can do to make uh, our players lives as as good as they probably can so like it does kind of hurt us a little bit more when you see players, you know, happy to maybe not be involved. Or I don't know. I don't know. It's just frustrating. We're not a normal football club <laughs> at all. We're not normal for what we do, what we do. And I don't mean us as in it's like everybody. I've said this loads of times before and it's just, yeah, it's just not used to that kind of, that kind of behaviour or or situation maybe just in turn uh, in terms of putting a run, run of games together Ronan um, on the the game against Bose like the showgrounds was absolutely rock the stand was rocking the fans totally got behind the team and even down to 10 men I think I do feel like the fans had a big part in, in making sure that we didn't concede a second um, you know like they, they created an atmosphere there and it was very very hard for for both to to get back in the game, and <clears throat> likewise, and the fairness to the Brandywell, like it was great away support in the Brandywell as well. They were fully behind the team, and I just think like fans have the power to play as well in, in maintaining. I are trying to create some bit of a run. Like you just have to get behind, regardless of your your feelings towards John Russell or the team or anything like that. At, at this stage, we just have to back each other, and we have to keep fighting with each other, and we contest everything that that, that goes against you, and encourage the players, and just. Joe, just get behind them in any way that you can because they need our support now more than ever. And I think if they get that, the bit of encouragement and the bit of belief because they, there's a great side there, a hundred percent is a great side there. Um, you know, and then on any day we'll beat any team on our day. It would just with a bit of luck, get a couple of bodies back, 
Um, I think we will go on a good run of games. But as uh, the fans have departed to play as well, and just getting on players' backs is not is is our you know being being negative. You know, it's easy for me to say, but uh, I just don't think that's going to help the situation that we're in at the moment. You just have to just get behind John, get behind the team, and just keep fighting until the end of the season. And hopefully, we'll 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 be celebrating in the week in November. But just like what you said there, Donald, like, you know, the supporters have been very good. And, yeah. you know, like, there's been barely any kind of, you know, there's been very little reaction, bad reaction at any point. So, you know, I think 95% of the people are behind yeah. John and the team, and which is, you know, which is evident to see and evident to hear. So, yeah, look, I, I, you know, I think... I'd have no fears in that regard. Um, having said that, you know, we need a top, top performance against Cork City on, on Saturday night, um, both on and off the pitch. But, like, as I said before, one kind of feeds into the other. So, but yeah, like, uh, again, I'm probably jumping ahead there, but it's kind of hard not to to jump ahead to it. Like, you know, th- th- this game against Cork City is, is the... It is a huge, huge, huge game. One of the biggest in a long, long time. And I know we said that down through the years, but it really is. It's a, it's a, it's a the ultimate six pointer. And so I suppose that kind of feeds into the question about kind of being relegated to the first division and the the devastation that that would cause. So, uh, for me, if we win against Cork City on on Saturday night, I'd have. I'd have no fears. Uh, I think, obviously, we're not out of it by any shape or, or, or means, but I just think if we can win that game, you know, um, then you'd have two wins out of three. Very unlucky not to get a point against Derry. So, yeah, um, it's huge. Beer scorecast time now, and David McGee has told me that we have two winners from last Friday's 2-1 defeat to Derry at the Randywell, we have Paul Maguire and Darren Loftus. So well done, lads. Case the White Hag going to both of ye. And, of course, we will have two more cases to give away for this coming Saturday's game against Cork City at the Showgrounds. Right, lads, we'll move on now to a quick look back on the game against Celtic B. I suppose... More than anything else, Jerry, it was uh, a great occasion on Tuesday night. Yeah, it was brilliant. Huge crowd turned out. A lot, lot more than I thought there would be there. I think it was about maybe 18, 1900. Um, loads of people from all around the country travelled to the game and obviously from Sligo as well. Um, but there was a real kind of, um, kind of an okay, it was a real occasion and there was a great uh, positive atmosphere, positive energy in the ground and the place was buzzing. It was mad for a friendly and I think um, you know we put a lot of work and effort into kind of creating a fan zone and and that so that worked really well you know between the music the food the beers everything and then you had all the other shops around it as well and and so, so on and so forth so like I was talking to a few such uh, lads that came over from actually came over from Edinburgh um, and they have long distant relations relations from from High Street actually. But they were like, this is the best thing, this is the best game or occasion that they were ever at at a football game. They don't really have that in Scotland and things like that. So they thought it was absolutely amazing. 
and the feedback that we got was was fabulous. So just really looking forward to replicating that again now on Saturday night against Cork City. So um the gates will be open from six thirty, so the fan zone will be open at that that stage. Uh, and we'll stay open till about maybe eleven o'clock that night. So um yeah, look, leave the car at home. Uh uh come out and enjoy a really, really good match night experience and um yeah, you won't regret it. It was absolutely fabulous. A good burgers too, don't <laughs> even talking about the game. <laughs> oh, the very best uh steak burgers. Uh, we actually uh, quite uh, a bit more work in them than I thought it was, but uh, just like what Jerry said, it was it was the whole, it was the ambience, it was the the atmosphere. Uh, everybody was in it was in good form, it was a good buzz, and great to see that kind of uh, uh, event in the showgrounds. You know, it's it just goes to show what can happen on a match night. Or the 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 it is a very social occasion, and you know everybody enjoyed themselves. Everything went off well. And just like what Jerry says, hopefully more of the same now on 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 Saturday night. You know, because uh, like Saturday night is going to be an even bigger one, hopefully than 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 the Celtic League game. You need a couple of beers to to calm the nerves before kick off. Oh, absolutely, Jerry. Well, hopefully, I certainly be have one or two on uh, before the uh, before the kick off. Um, it's uh, as say it's it's going to be uh, it's it's going to be a massive game and uh, as there's going to be a bit of uh, hopefully Jerry there'll be a bit of music with it beforehand or yeah so say we'll be opening at six thirty so we've music lined up uh, obviously we have the beers there's food around um, what I was going to say we might try and get another interview lined up I think the interview with William McStay was really really good it was really interesting. And, and everybody enjoyed that. So, yeah, just a few little different things and adds to the flavour of the occasion. Um, yeah, and it was... Like, I wouldn't be a mad fan of pre-season friendlies or season friendlies, whatever the case may be. But that was like nothing... No other friendly I was ever at. It was just... Absolutely, the atmosphere was brilliant. Like, so... Yeah, um, look, it'll be a different type of atmosphere now on Saturday night against Cork. It'll be... A, a lot more attention and a, a lot more riding on it. But look, you can still enjoy the occasion. You know, I suppose the one thing that we can't control all the time or any of the time is the 90 minutes of football on the pitch. But we can try and, you know, create a better atmosphere, better uh, facilities, just, you know, everything around the game we can try and enhance. And I think that that was a, a great, um, it was a great example of that there the last night. And, as I say, look, we'll carry that on into the court game and yeah, look, we'll enjoy the occasion and, and yeah, leave the car at home, get a lift or whatever, or get the bus or the train or whatever the case may be and come in and enjoy it. And just want to say thanks as well to, you know, Don, Don and Ryan for doing the interview and Ryan Scanlon for the music, White Hag for setting up the, the, the beers and all that. Um, and then yourself for the burgers um, and all the guys that work in the various different shops like you know, Jacinta, Gary, Sue, Breda, Rion, uh, Kevin Noon helped out with, you know, the security was running over and back with the sum up machine because we only had one. That was a bit of a, an oversight on our part. Um, who else? Alan was there. Katrina. Uh, Steve, Stephen. people there, yeah. Yeah, yeah Steve, Stephen and uh, Ian on the bar, like they were brilliant. Uh, Katrina, yeah. Um, so I hope I'm not even anybody out at all yeah it was a brilliant team and fair dues because like you know all these people kind of give up their match night to 
make sure that things run well for the fans and for the club and to, to bring that little bit of extra um, experience to, to the ground. But we look, we don't mind doing it. Uh, the worst thing in the world is if people don't turn up. You know, so we got a great reaction there last night and expect I expect we'll have huge numbers on um on uh Saturday night and we're more than well well prepared for that. So yeah, bring it on. Right lads, final part of this week's show, we'll look ahead now to Saturday night's game, the showgrounds. We've touched on it already, a good bit jury, but uh I suppose first of all, uh, a return for, for Liam Buckley at the showgrounds, first time back. Yeah. Um. Don't, uh, look, I was actually going through. Um, I was going through uh, stuff on my computer there the other day, and I was because I was looking for something, and I came across. Uh, we put a statement out at the time, the Sports Trust, uh, about Liam and thanking him for his all his hard work and what he done for the club and stuff like that. It was kind of funny that I found it this week, but um, look, I think everybody. In Sligo and at the showgrounds has a lot of time for Liam and a lot of respect. And I don't think I've really heard anybody say a bad word about Liam ever. And um, so, yeah, look, he's a gentleman. So it'll be nice to see him back in the showgrounds. Um, I think all the sporters have a lot of respect for him. So, but once I suppose we the players cross the white line, that'll all be forgotten about. And it's just you know um, about putting in the ultimate shift now. Um, and you'd like to think as well, you know, I don't know, you'd like to think that they maybe try and do it for John as well, because I'm sure if Liam beats John again, that's going to really going to gonna hurt, isn't it? So from our own perspective, it'd be, you know, like several weeks we've been talking about who's available, but it's all about this, no matter how it happens on, on Saturday, is, is it to get that win. Yeah, no, because it, um, it's it's moments like these you need heroes, and um, you know it's times in the season that you need heroes. Like like Luke, Luke to be fair was heroic um, against Derry on last Friday night, and you just hope that you know one or two will just step up and be heroic and just do whatever it takes. Bodies on the line and 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 just do one hundred and ten percent commitment and that they'll just as I said the last time send us all home happy that's all we want send us all home happy, uh, like Jerry said, Liam Buckley is a gentleman and uh, again when he left like I wish nothing only good things he's he's done great things for a club and you'd always like to see him do well but just not not on Saturday night, um like I, you know. All we can ask the players is is that they, they give it everything which they, which they have been and um, you know like if, if we get, just get behind them I just I hope to God that we just come to the right side of of result it's massive massive game obviously massive game I don't think it's season defining but certainly it's it's a very very big game and it's going to be a lot of pressure but that's what you play football for like that's that's why you you, you become a footballer is to play in games like this uh to to in in high pressure high intensity games where there's actually something on the line, you know this is this is I suppose this is what separates the men from the boys and you'll see who rises to the challenge and who doesn't, um you know like Jesus if 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 with the help of God we get three points on Saturday night, like those lads are going they'll be carried around the streets of Sligo on 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 Sunday morning they they'll be like gods they'll be walked on air. Um, you better not be out the morning. Oh, <laughs> well, oh, yeah. 
we we still be out, Jerry. Yeah. We still be drinking in the tent. We'll, 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 be, we'll be doing enough to carry each other around. Never mind the yeah. fucking players. We want to finish off all them barrels before before the, before the yeah. world will return. But uh, no, what? look at this. This this is uh, look at this isn't. Uh, it's not something to run away from. You know, this is uh it's an opportunity for you like to really for 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 players in the team to really like make a name for themselves for the right reasons. Or like certain players that are making a name for themselves locally for the wrong reasons. Like, you know, it, it, this is it's I just see it as an opportunity to kind of you know, like really just show something, done the kind of way that uh that that people in in Sligo will remember you for for a long long time, so just I just say look at it as an opportunity and just fucking give it Waddy. That's it. Do you know when you were saying there about players putting their body on the line? One thing yeah. that I was kicking myself for not mentioning last week, and I'm surprised nobody else mentioned it either, was against about 15 minutes into the game against Bowes. Like it was in fairness, look, we started on the front foot. We were energetic. We were aggressive. We were creating chances and all that. But 15 minutes into the game, after we had totally dominated, uh, Bose got a chance and Lafferty put in an unbelievable block inside the box uh, that would have put them 1-0 ahead. And they're the, little, they're the fine lines, they're the little things that, you know, maybe we weren't doing earlier on in the season. But in fairness, you look at the last couple of games, we definitely have been doing that. And you need to do those things to... And I, I always say, we sometimes we argue about this, Donald, but like... I'm a great believer in that you make your own luck. I think, you know, by him working hard in that regard, we got a little bit of, it wasn't even luck, it was like bravery and it was like good timing and the right place at the right time. But, you know, on the back of that then, I think about three minutes later, we scored the opening goal and we never looked back. So, yeah, that's work ethic, that's kind of energy, aggression on the front foot, willing to put your body on the line and, you you get the dividends then you know, um. So if we can replicate that again on 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 Saturday night against Cork City, I think we definitely come out on top, hundred percent because we're a far better team than than Cork. I know Cork are a different team from where they started off. Uh, in the first few weeks, I I when I first seen Cork, I was like, I think they played Bowes down in Cork in Turners Cross, and uh, it was on RT two, and I was like, this is the worst League of Ireland Premier Division team I've ever seen in my life. They're a completely different outfit now. And in fairness, I think the Healy was really unlucky to get the sack. But anyways, that's by the by. But we're man for man, a much, much better uh, footballing team than they are. And I think if we do the right things, you know, put in the work, our football will come true in the end and we will win. 100%. And I think the players do, you can see the last couple of games, players' attitude has been absolutely exceptional. Um, I don't think it was ever really that bad. I think it was more of a case of maybe kind of maybe feeling sorry for ourselves, maybe thinking we were a little bit better than we were at times and listening to the likes of Bradley talking, you know, superlatives or whatever. And But I think we've kind of got back to back to basics now. You know, again, work hard, you know, win the second balls. That's what has been really impressed me the last few games is that, that you know, want... To, to, to do the dirty stuff and then once you do the dirty stuff that you, you know you allow yourself a platform to go and play um, and I think if we get our noses in front regardless of what we've got on the bench and here we'll, we'll see it through 100% I'm, I'm very very positive going into this game 
I'd be similar enough, I suppose, Jerry. Yeah, that um, the way we've played the last uh, the whole balls and the, the first hour up in Derry, that if we could take that the performance levels into this game, um, we should be okay. Hopefully, the lads will, will don't be too hurt by the last conceding the last minute penalty, and they've got over it. And they can look at the bigger picture and realize how well they played for the first hour. And uh, another, like as Dolan was saying, it's a huge game, but it'll also be a huge game for Cork because they know. Mm that they can drag us into. So I'd be hoping that our extra experience too will be able to see us through like Greg, Nando, uh, all these fellas, like they're international players, season internationals. Greg has been there, done it all. Like we have more experience, we have more quality. We're, we're on a bit of an upward curve than we've been on our, on our performance levels compared to three or four weeks ago. So, and we're at home. I'd, I'd, and so hopefully a, a decent crowd. I'd like to think that we should come out the right side of it. And if you were to give a score prediction, lads, Terry? Um, 2 0 Rovers, clean sheet as well. Donald? 2 1 Rovers, Ronan, sorry. How about yourself, Ronan? Uh, I'm going to say 2 1. Might be nervous near the end, but I just think should definitely have enough. Who's gone? Yeah, look, if it's, if, if it's 2 1, if it's 2 1 going in towards the end, um, I, like, I just hope that we don't regress too much into. You know, on our eighteen-yard line. Yeah. And in fairness, the games that where we have been ahead before, we haven't really done that this season. We haven't been too deep. There's only one or two games where I think we had to where we were down to ten men or something like that. Uh, was a I can't remember which particular game in the showground, but even in the game against Pats away, you know, um, when we were down to ten men too, were we down to ten men against Pats? Away, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, not away, but like. Oh, yeah, I, I don't. I think that's one of the bad habits that we've got out of um, from previous seasons is that we don't. If we are ahead and we are holding on to a lead, we don't tend to sit too deep. Now you could say we've done that against Derry, but even still, I've seen us. We didn't drop completely back on the eighteen-yard line. So I think um, in the showgrounds, I think yeah, we'll be nervy, but I'd be confident that we can we can hold out. Once we get a lead, we're very very difficult to pin back. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Ronan. Looking forward to Saturday night and stay. Uh, leave the car at home come have a couple of beers a burger or whatever a cup of coffee uh, and uh, enjoy the occasion cheers Donald cheers lads up the fucking rovers yeah we went 2-1 up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people I was proud and we went out and won best town in the world best town in the world best town in the world more drama here Gilali Stenson's head away at the far post and over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1! Brilliant! 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 Here comes Quigley! 